Well, Bills Mafia and Cincinnati Bengals Nation, the time has come for the first time. Yes, I said first time. The Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals are recapped on Sports for Beginners. And so we find ourselves at Sunday Night Football in an area where just this past January, a scene we did not want to see completely halted everything last season. But that's all in the past. The important thing is, is this game ended, okay, yeah, the same team won just like they did in the divisional game last year. But the important thing is that this game ended and reached a climax. I am your host, Scott McGregor. This is Buffalo Bills football on Sports for Beginners. And this is Bills postgame. Second of two Sunday night football editions. Are the Bills in trouble? If they won this game, they would have been atop the AFC East division. They lost, so are they in trouble? We talk a little bit about that question, plus break down the game in Cincinnati right now on Bill's postgame, right after our podcast music and intro message, and, of course, a quick word from Broadcast Map, and we open up the opening segment with, as we always do, the calm before the storm. All of that kicks us off right now on Bill's post game. Looking for conversations on the world of broadcasting, sports media, and from time to time, my favorite sports teams, listen to Broadcast Map with me, Ali Musa. To learn more about the show and to view the upcoming schedule, like the Broadcast Map Facebook page. Search Broadcast Map.
Welcome to Sports for Beginners, the show where we cover our favorite teams, sports media, and other topics. I am your host, Scott McGregor, so let's get ready to hit the field. The most powerful piece in the game of chess, an emblem of our city, our fan base, supportive, empowering, uplifting, fueling us on offense, rallying us on defense, an unparalleled force, overwhelming opponent, single-handedly overloading the enemy's strategy. What I'll do, what to do! Like any great battle, this is the tale of two queens and two kings, two cities desperate for a championship, two quarterbacks driven to deliver. Looking for the end zone! Touchdown! Into words that decided all. Check mate. Check mate in. Excuse me there. Check mate indeed. Well, I guess the question that we're about to answer right now that was uh answered on the that was uh brought up and answered on uh Dolphins post game by our co-host Thomas McGregor and host of Dolphins post game quick reminder there are no dolphin post game shows uh on the schedule right now because the Dolphins are on the bye week. As are the Kansas City Chiefs. Now. Let's talk Buffalo and Cincinnati. Before we do though. I want to just. Let everybody know here that. Just because the team is on the bye. It does not mean our podcast won't continue to cover the team. Absolutely not. What it does mean is we are going to halt the programming for the post-game shows. And with response to that, we are not only halting that, we're going to do some bi week content uh, 
during the team that we covers bye week. It may be one show, it may be two shows, it may be three shows, we don't know. But for the Buffalo Bills, that can all be revealed following the Bills next to next couple opponents. And for the Buffalo Bills, we have one more primetime game to go before we get to our bye. And we also have one more game at Highmark Stadium before we get to the bye. Because once we get to the bye week, we're only back at Highmark Stadium for two more contests. Because before the bye week hits, We've got a showdown with Philadelphia. That's going to be fun. So, a big question, and we're going to get into the upcoming games in mere moments. But, uh, Most likely, we'll get to those in our final segment of the program. But here in our opening segment, we are going to do what we normally do. And I have it set up here on my, uh, I have it set up here on my computer as we come to you live. But uh, we are going to use it via the CBS Sports app. Download the app for yourself and watch your favorite team battle for the cup. I should say battle for the chance to be in the Super Bowl. All season long. Also, this is a football show, but I want to shout out the host of Locked On San Jose Sharks. I don't really listen to him, but the reason I want to shout him out is first of all, uh, host of Locked On Penguins and friend of our show, Hunter Hoodies. He sent out a tweet to uh, shout out the host of the Locked On Sharks podcast after Quite the game sent the Sharks to their 11th straight loss, 10th 
rate loss and regulation. And of course, it's only their 11th straight loss when it comes to the entire season. But they lost in overtime or in a shootout. They have won there and they've lost now 11, uh, 11 straight, but 10 straight in regulation. So I want to give a shout out to San Jose Locked On Sharks podcast host, J.D. Young. You can follow him on Twitter or X, whatever you're calling it these days. I'm still calling it Twitter. At my fry hole on X or Twitter. Or at. Or you can follow him by following the show at at Locked On Shark. So, JD, if you're listening to this, I may just decide to check out Locked On Shark. Um, I know that you guys are going through quite a interesting season with the San Jose Sharks having lost pretty much every game they've played this far. But listen, you've now had two days to prepare for your next opponent in the Philadelphia Flyers. So eventually, San Jose fans, eventually, San Jose is going to win a game. Eventually. The Sharks are going to win a game. Yes, they're terrible right now. Yes, they're terrible right now. But are they going to stay terrible? Absolutely not. Heck, I wouldn't be surprised if they come into Pittsburgh when the Penguins and the Sharks next meet And shut the door on Pittsburgh completely. I will be surprised, however, if they continue what they've been doing. All right, all right. We're getting off of track here. We we want to talk football, but I just thought I would bring that uh, shout out to... J.D. Young, host of the Locked On Sharks podcast. And anyways, let's get into this. So, we'll begin with going over our game stats and our game scoring summary. So So, this game hits Josh Allen. And Joe Burrow against each other once again after a scary scene last January that saw DeMar Hamlin, as we all know, suffer cardiac arrest. We are not going to go all the way back to that game. Uh, We may go back to the game 
in the division round where that one did finish. It did have a conclusion. And that's great. But we we find ourselves back in the place where it happened last January. We find ourselves back at Paycor Stadium in Cincinnati, Ohio. And when you think of this place, you think you're just thinking, oh boy, here we go again. Same place where it happened on Monday Night Football last January. Forget about that. Just, just, just forget about it. I'm trying hard to forget about that scene as well. You know, the, the, the uncertainty, the, the uncertainty, will this game reach a conclusion? Will it be called off? What, what is the, what is the, what is the call? Well, The Bengals start the game the same way they would have done it on on the Monday night in January last year. They go with Joe Burrow, who hasn't really been feeling like himself. Apparently this apparently today and last week he was feeling like himself. Passing short to To Smith. He goes short left to He goes short left to Smith. For the touchdown, it's a and it's Cincinnati with the seven nothing. With the 7-0 lead. Of course, Evan McPherson. Ivory Smith with the touchdown pass from Joe Burrow. Uh, Evan McPherson. Extra point is good. It's 7-0 Bengals. Not so fast. Josh Allen later. Scrambles. Right end, two-yard touchdown run, penalty on, but but there was a penalty on Josh Allen. On the play, he had 15 yards for a taunting penalty against Josh. It would be enforced between downs. The Bills would still get the six points to be one point away from tying the football game. And Tyler Bass ties it up with extra point made. And we find ourselves at 7-7 apiece. At the end of 
the first quarter. 35 seconds to go in the third, in the first quarter, I should say. And Joe Mixon going down left guard for two-yard touchdown. Evan McPherson makes the extra point. And after one quarter of play, it is Buffalo 7, Bengals 14. I should say Buffalo 7. Cincinnati 14. <clears throat> Second quarter, Bengals with the ball. Joe Burrow. Short right. Short right to D sample. I'll just make sure I have that right. I was list I was looking at as we were going over this thing. I'm looking at the uh box score here. Drew sample. There you go. Drew sample. Two yard. Nope, sorry, this was bigger yards. 20 yard, 22 yard touchdown touchdown pass from Joe Burrow to Drew Sample. It's now 20 to 7, Cincinnati over the Bills. Cincinnati over Buffalo. Evan McPherson, extra point good. 21 to 7, Bengals over the Bills. Tyler Bass, after the Bills are trailing by 14 at the half, Tyler Bass, going to have to make one from 34 yards, and he does so, to make the Bills only trail in the football game. By 11, it's 21 to 11 after three quarters. Sorry, it's 21 to 10, I should say, after three quarters of play. Fourth quarter and the Bills get two back, or get points back. But not before Evan McPherson puts in a field goal to... Pretty much for the final few points for the for the Cincinnati Bengals. It's a 20-yard field goal, which is good. It's now 24 to 10 Bengals over the Bills. But guess what? Not done yet. Not done yet. Not done yet. Bills now trail. They were trailing by 11. Now they're back down by 14. <clears throat> Josh Allen. 17-yard pass. Stephon Diggs. Big play for the Bills. 17-yard touchdown. And the Bills have drawn a bit closer. 24. 16 would later become 20 
four to eighteen, which would end up being the final. Because guess what? You know you have to go for two. You know you have to go for two. But if you don't get it, you're going to lose by eight points. So I actually was just doing the math here. Uh, twenty-one. Uh, sorry, twenty-four to sixteen. Yeah, that's eight. So the Bills, they go for two, they get it. And they would end up falling in this matchup by just six. They would just need a touchdown to win the football game. They are unable to do so. And I guess you could say it's because of the injuries. It's because of the it's because of the guys that are getting hurt, which is what I meant by injuries. Uh, you could also say it's because of the turnovers. And Josh had a few turnovers in this ballgame. He was intercepted once. And we also saw Dalton Kincaid fumble the ball. So let's get down to our team stat, courtesy of Sportsnet. And I'll bring that up here uh, on my computer. But of course, if you have the Sportsnet app or the NFL app, Like I said, with CBS, download the app for yourself and follow your favorite team all season long. Well, we're going to get to Sportsnet because, I mean, stats are stats, right? Of course, right? Well, we have, uh, we have one final game to go in the NFL schedule for week number nine. We're going to get to that in our look ahead segment. And we're going to be taken out when we get into our look ahead segment. We're going to be taken out by the music because that's where the Buffalo Bills are going to be playing next. Next week. All right. Well, game stats here. Total yards for the Buffalo Bills. 317 yards, uh, 249 of those 370, 317 yards <clears throat> were passing yards, 68 of the 317 total yards for the Buffalo Bills were on the ground rushing yards, the Bills called 55 total plays, averaged 5.8 yards per play. They had 21 first downs. Third down efficiency was 58%. They had five penalties in the game. They were penalized 49 yards. Cincinnati, six penalties, 53% third down efficiency. They were also penalized 49 yards. The Bills had two turnovers. The Bengals with no turnovers. Bengals with 33 tackles, Bills with 40. 
both teams have quarterback sacks. The Bills lost nine yards on a sack. The Bengals lost five yards on the sack. Bengals had the ball for 36 minutes and 38 seconds. They had 23 first downs, averaged 5.8, 5.9, I should say, per play, yards per play. And they called 67 total plays. They had 54 rushing yards and 343 passing yards to total up their total yards. 397. And the Bills had the ball to wrap up our team stats here for 23 minutes and 22 seconds. All right, everybody, that wraps up the opening segment. That wraps up our break, our game breakdown. A little bit longer than we expected, but we took a broadcast map break before the intro music and message, which is our podcast music. And that will follow the Monday Night Football theme at the end of this program. When we prepare you for Monday Night Football, Jets and Raiders. Sorry, Jets and Chargers. Raiders play the Jets next week. On Sunday Night Football. And when we come back after this. From Take Another Look. In our first break. Our first actual break of the program. We'll take a look at Sunday and Thursday night. Around the NFL. Courtesy of the NFL app. We'll get to play of the game. Players of the game, which are called our standouts of this game. Three for each team are our standouts. So that's six in total. Players, three from each side. We'll get to, as I said, play of the game. And later in our look ahead segment, before we send you off for Monday Night Football, which will be a part segment, final segment. We will prepare you for Monday Night Football. While also getting to our game balls, our attendance record in the final segment as well. And we are going to wrap up by getting you ready for next week for the Bills and the Bengals. All that still to come? Who knows? 
perhaps you might hear on the go of our middle segment, you might hear some media availability from last night's game. Not into sports? Well, there are some other options out there. We're back after this from Take Another Look. Once we return, Once we return, it's a look around the NFL for Thursday night and Sunday. Player of the game. Play of the game. The standouts of the game are the player of the game. And, of course, We will also get to, after another quick word, we'll also get to game balls, looking ahead to next week, looking ahead to Monday Night Football this week, And at the end of the program as well, I will also give you a little bit of our schedule. So stay tuned, because right after this from Taking Another Look, it is time to take a look around the NFL for Thursday and Sunday in Week 9. Back after this from Take Another Look. Take Another Look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadio Malo, two powerful women of diverse backgrounds having genuine, unique, and uncomfortable conversations that everyone needs to have. Join Melanie and Gerda for conversations about what is missing from human connections. Welcome back, everybody, to Bill's postgame. My name is Scott McGregor. This is Bill's postgame Sunday night football edition. And. Yep. Uh. You know, don't mess with uh, Josh Allen. Don't mess with uh, anybody on your team. <laughs> Quick reminder that on the ice and behind the benches, podcast listeners, episodes of Penguins postgame will be coming your way on Wednesday, 
not this Tuesday, but the next Tuesday, get ready for an episode so epic that it'll have you say, saying, did that just happen? Forget the word stay. I'll just say, it'll get you saying the words, did that just happen? Has the Golden Knight win streak of regulation games ended? Well, it they have. It ended last night. I mean, technically, technically it ended when they lost their first game in, like, overtime or shootout. But, yes, they are now 11, 1, and 1. Thomas breaks it all down for you on episode 16 of season 1 of Sports for Beginners. Sorry, not Sports for Beginners. On the ice and behind the benches. Where he will answer those questions. Next Tuesday. On on the ice and behind the benches. So you don't want to miss out. And if you're a fan of the Vegas Golden Knights. You definitely don't want to miss out on this episode all right everybody as we get back to talking football back to talking football time now for our look ahead actually our look around i should say the NFL, courtesy of the NFL app. Download the app for yourself and follow your favorite team every single game all season long. All right, so we're waiting for it to uh, load up here. If it doesn't load up, you know what? We have we have ways of finding out scores. And we will indeed maybe share our screen and show you the scores of the NFL in week number nine. And you know what? Let's do that. Let's do that then. <clears throat> so we already know the Chargers and the Jets are still to come. Kickoff at 8.15 p.m. Eastern on ABC. And of course, if you're in Canada, it can be streamed on TSN and CTV2. Let's start off with Thursday night in the Steel City. 
Let's start off with Thursday night in the Steel City, the Tennessee Titans and King Derrick Henry. And King Henry in the area. Well, well, you're going to have to try to, you're going to have to try a little harder to beat the Steel City, to beat the Steel City Steelers. Steelers win it 20 to 16. In a game that was quite interesting. Meanwhile, move over to Sunday before we get to the game on Monday featuring the Bills. Sorry, yeah, before we get to that game. Sunday night featuring the Bills and the Bengals, which we're, re- we're recapping 24 to 18, the final there. Uh, the Chargers and the Jets is the game we're going to be getting you set up for. But man, man, did this ever feel good for the Chiefs? Taken down the top of the AFC East, Miami Dolphins, in some early morning football, anybody? Early morning football, anybody? Well, I mean, the Bills played early morning football in Tottenham Stadium. In London, United Kingdom. In London, United Kingdom. Just a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's right. It was before they had their Monday. It was before they had their. Uh, it was before they had their Sunday night. Football win. I believe that was Sunday night. Uh, Giants and Bills. Yep, that was Sunday night football. So it was before the Giants lost to the Bills. 14 to 9. And then, of course, you win against the Buccaneers 24 to 18. You lost to the Patriots 29 to 25 the week before that. And then, you know what? Nothing really new changed here other than the result. Instead of the Bills winning 24 to 18, they fall 24 to 18 to the Bengals this week. But they beat the but they beat the Buccaneers twenty four to eighteen last week. So not much really changed.
Anywho, 21 to 14, the final in Germany, in Frankfurt, Germany, in favor of the Chiefs over the Dolphins. Now both of those teams hit the bye week, which means they are not playing football this week. The Minnesota Vikings took down the Atlanta Falcons 31-28 on Sunday. How about this? You like blowouts? How about this? The Baltimore Ravens dismantled the Seattle Seahawks. 37-3, on Sunday. The Cleveland Browns dismantled. Okay, maybe they didn't dismantle, but they blew the doors off of the Arizona Cardinals in Cleveland. As the dog pound Cleveland Browns come away with a victory. 27 to 0. This one I won't say was exactly a blowout. But the Green Bay Packers. Come out on top of the Rams. 20 to 3. Also in final, the the Dallas Cowboys. Well, this one, and I want to credit Sportsnet Sports Center with Jay, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, But he was saying it was one of those games like the Eagles were going to give the game to the Cowboys. But then the Cowboys gave it right back to them. The final score from Philadelphia. Eagles 28. Cowboys 23. Speaking of blowouts. The Raiders take down the Giants. 30-6. to Finals in Carolina and New Orleans. The Saints beat the Bears 24-17. The Indianapolis Colts defeat the Carolina Panthers 27-13. Oh, ho, ho, ho. And this one was close. This one was closed. The Buccaneers looking to get back in the win column after losing to the Bills last week. 24-18. And they come up short as the Texans, who didn't really have the lead in this game, but they got the lead late. The The Houston Texans. Come out on top. 
39 to 37 in Houston. Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. They fall to two and seven, falling to the now four and five. Washington Commanders, 20 to 17. And those are pretty much all of your finals. Because, and I, I'm not sure, I don't think I missed anyone, but just to be sure, I'll go over the finals again. Titans fall to the Steel City Steelers, 20 to 16. Dolphins fall to the Chiefs, 24, 21 to 14. Vikings beat the Falcons 31 to 28. Ravens beat the Seahawks 37 to 3. Browns beat the Cardinals 27 to 0. Packers beat the Rams 20 to 3. Texans barely beat the Buccaneers 39 to 37. Commanders defeat the Patriots 20 to 17. Bears fall to the Saints 24 to 17. The Colts beat the Panthers 27 to 13. The Raiders take down the Giants 30 to 6. And the Eagles take down the Cowboys 28 to 23. And of course, in our game, the one we're recapping here, the Bills fall to the Bengals. 24 to 18, the same final score. They beat the Buccaneers last week on Thursday night football. Teams on the bye week this week the Jacksonville Jaguars, who remain at 6 and 2. They will play the 5 and 3. San Francisco 49ers next week who are on the bye week. Also on the bye week and playing the Chargers next week. It is the Detroit Lions who will play the Los Angeles Chargers. Next week, and the Denver Broncos are on the bye week. And as they stand, the Lions stand at six and two, the Broncos are five or three and five, I should say, and they will be heading to Buffalo. To greet the Bills for the Bills' final 
Yes, I said final. Primetime game this year. Because the Bills won't be back in primetime pretty much until... Uh, they won't be back in primetime pretty much until after their bye week. When they take on the... Los Angeles Chargers at 8 p.m. Eastern time in week number 16. Ryan Talbot, Matt Perino, if I get them on the program, we'll probably get Ryan. We might not get Matt. But if I get both of them on the program, we will talk about it in the bye week uh, show coming up in two weeks from now after the Broncos game on Monday Night Football next week. On Monday Night Football next week. Uh, that It'll be coming up in two weeks time. It's not coming up in three weeks time. Uh, if I get Ryan and if I get Matt. Uh, the boys and myself will be talking about. What we've liked so far. What we haven't liked. What do the Bills need to change. To come out of this bye week and I won't say dismantle the Chiefs or dismantle the Cowboys, but at least what do they need to do to correct things and what do they need to do to get things on track so that they have a shot at making the postseason this year. All right, but that's our look around the NFL. Courtesy of the NFL app, download the app for yourself and follow your favorite NFL team all season long. All right, everybody. Time now for our play of the game. And our play of the game, pretty much, uh, for me, you know, I have, I, I gotta go with the fumble. Uh, I have to go with the fumble that would end up being Josh Allen's, or I should say, not Josh Allen, I should say the Buffalo Bills' second and only turnover of the game. The Bills would fumble the football in the second half. And I'm going to find that for you. Won't play the highlight, though, but... uh, you know what we will do? What we will... Oh, I went too far there. It's okay, I'll find it on my phone. Uh, what we will do, however... What we will do... Oh, there we go. 
It was on a first and 10, last play of the drive. Uh, and there was 13 minutes and 25 seconds left in the fourth quarter. And you know what we're going to do? Even though we didn't show you, or we won't show you the highlight, let's hear from the quarterback himself. Because I'm pretty sure Josh was probably asked about this. So you know what? Uh, We don't seem to have too many people speaking, speaking to the media after the game. We have Vaughn, we have Josh, we have Sean, we have Dane. Let's hear your let's hear your quarterback, Buffalo, of how he felt about this game. He didn't speak very long, but let's find out. Let's hear what Josh had to say. He didn't speak very long. So you know what? Let's find out. Add a little bit of media availability here. And we're going to add at least Sean and Josh here. Let's find out right now what Josh Allen and Sean McDermott had to say. We're going to get to Sean McDermott after we go over our standouts of the game. And we are going to get to perhaps. I'll add some Cincinnati Bengals stuff. Maybe the Bengal uh, victory speech. Perhaps. Which is something we don't necessarily do for the for the team that we cover, which is the Buffalo Bills. Oh, oh that is a, that's a video that they have there on your, uh, on your, um, on the Cincinnati Bengal YouTube channel. And you know what? You know what? Let's do Zach Taylor. Let's do Zach Taylor. Let's do Josh, let's do Joe Burrow. Let's do Sean McDermott. We'll hear from Cincinnati on the final segment. We'll hear from Buffalo on the middle segment here. And that's where we're going to take you right now. We're going to take you right now, too, before we get to our players who stood out to the, who stood out in the game, which are our player of the game for this uh for this program before we get to those we're going to hear we're going to take you right now to Josh Allen and then we are going to take you to Sean McDermott but right now Josh the floor is yours um they went to a, a junk two look, um, threw a bad ball, guy made a play. 
is it going to take to shake the development on offense? Just finding a way to get into a rhythm. Um, come out in the opening drive, had some success moving the ball. Um, I obviously hit a low there and didn't score really to, to late in the fourth. We had our opportunities, didn't score before half, um, didn't get six on the first drive of the second half. Um, that's not complimentary football. You know, you had to double dip and, and get into points there and um, give yourself a chance. And, you know, and it's the old cliche in order to win, you got to stop yourself from losing, and we didn't do that tonight. Hey, Josh, on the intentional ground, you, you I've never seen that call in my life. Um, that's an option route. Gabe can sit it down or go. I wasn't pressured. Um, they decided to make that call and, and, you know, unfortunately didn't allow us to, to get points there. Um, I, I literally I wouldn't do anything different. You know, I'm expecting him to run a go. Um, he made the read to stop, you know, and that's, that's what it is. That may or may not have had an impact on the outcome of the game, but we, you guys always talk about scoring before the half and then scoring coming out of halftime. How much of a swing could that have been to getting three points right now? It's a huge swing. I, I think, again, whether it's a three or six coming out of the half, um, scoring on, on back-to-back drives and giving yourself some momentum, you know, that's that's huge in a game, especially against a good team um, like we just played. So it stings. Um, losing losing's never fun. Losing sucks. It's, it's one thing, though, we're not going to let this divide us, you know, and we're going to... We're going to come together. We're going to figure it out. You know, I got a lot, of, a lot of faith in the men in this locker room and the coaching staff and um, the guys around me. So we're going to figure it out. Dalton had a great game. Had a tough fumble there, though. Did you talk to him at all on the sideline? Will you talk to him after the game at all? Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's it's unfortunate. Obviously, turning the ball over. Um, you know, we're going to have those. You know, and you got to limit those as much as you can. He's trying to make a play. Um, unfortunate. Sort of touched on it there, but uh, you know, big picture, you guys are at four losses now. You only had three all of last season. Um, do you feel confident that this is going to get turned around here pretty quickly? Absolutely, absolutely. What gives you that confidence? The guys in this locker room. Um, we got a lot of guys that are unselfish players, guys that will do anything that they can to, to help this team win football games. And um, you know, this second half of the season, you know, realistically, if you want to look at it from a a real view, you know, you need 10, maybe 11 wins to get into the, the playoff picture on the AFC. Um, got eight games left. You know, we got five wins. So the math there, you know, it's it's not pretty. It's not going to be easy. Um, but, again, if there's a, a, a locker room that can handle this, it's this locker room right here. Do you take anything away from 2021 where you guys kind of had this similar path a little bit? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's nothing that we haven't seen before. Um, but, again, we just got to – Got to find a way to put together, and you know whether it starts in practice throughout the week, um, or you know it comes down to, to executing on game day. That's that's it's as simple as that, and playing complimentary football. What is it about their defense? They, they, they obviously locked you up last year, and tonight it's kind of the same. Um, what, what do they do that gives you so much trouble? Yeah, they got some good players on that side of the ball. Um, you know, do some different things uh, with their linebackers and their D line um, guys that you know. Aren't gonna gonna cost them a game. They don't take many chances. They're smart football players over there, and they had a good game plan. Last week you were able to get Gabe the ball a lot, and it seemed to open things up. Tonight was it scheme? Was it just where you were looking tonight that he really wasn't as involved? Um, couldn't tell you honestly until I watched the film. Um, you know, I just try to try to run the play that's called and, and try to execute it to the best of our ability, and um, 
you know, there's a couple plays, obviously, that we, we want back. It looked so easy on that first drive. I know it just happened, you got to watch the tape, but can you pinpoint over the next couple of drives, like, what went wrong? Um, again, just lack of execution, not getting to a rhythm. Seems like you pushed the pace immediately against the Bucks. This game, it took a while to go up tempo. Why do you think it took so long to, to make that switch? Um, just the game plan that we had going into it. Just the game plan that we had going into it. I mean, I mean, yeah, I guess. Now, now you heard Josh get asked about about the fumble. You heard him get asked about the fumble. Now. I also remember hearing him say something about it all comes down to executing on game day. That I 100% agree with. 100% Josh, I agree with that. I agree with it. I just do. Like, there are some things I could take away from that press conference, but I'll, I'll have to make some notes there which is something I don't necessarily do. But I'm going to have to try to do that a couple of times here over the course of the season. But you know what? Um, I guess uh, all, all we could do is hope for the best. And you also heard Josh talk about Don Kincaid fumbling the football. And he, and he mentioned the word unfortunate. And when I hear somebody say unfortunate, I'm like, all right, it was unfortunate. Going to the, going, going, going to the, uh, going to the film room and, uh, try to figure out how you can, how you can limit that as much. All right, everybody, before we get, I promise you, I promise you, we're going to get to game standouts and we're going to get to, we're going to get to our player of the games, which are our standouts. And we are going to get to Sean McDermott. I also promise you in our final segment, we are going to get to Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor. But let's, before we get to the portion, before we're going to get to Sean McDermott, head coach of the Buffalo Bills, by the way. <clears throat> let's, let's go, let's go to the Cincinnati side for their victory speech that we normally would hear from Buffalo. If Buffalo won the game, they did not. Now the victory speech was posted just three hours ago on their, on their YouTube channel. So just three hours ago, the YouTube channel of the Cincinnati Bengals posted the victory speech. 
So without further ado, I've gotten the ad out of the way. So let's send you to the, to the Cincinnati locker room for the week nine victory speech. Hey, you hit this point in the year, man. You guys got to earn every single one of them. You earned this one, okay? And, and you did it because you approached the week the right way. You started fast. And when you start fast, you're impossible to beat, right? I mean, you guys feel it. When you guys jump on teams like that, you guys know you can control the game. I thought you guys did that today. That's and Bengals football. That's We just keep taking it one game at a time. Every week's a big game from now on out. Okay, every win's gonna be a big win. Just keep stacking them. We know we gotta start over tomorrow. You got a big one next weekend against Houston. You guys are gonna be ready for it. Okay, game balls, man. Turnovers on defense, unbelievable. Pratt forced one. Nick Scott picked it up. Where you at, Nick? T. Higgins, eight for one ten. And Tim for one oh one and two touchdowns. James Casey in the tight end room. There you have it. Victory speech. Hopefully the audio worked out for that because otherwise we will pre-record some of those stuff. Uh, you probably could hear the last couple of minutes of that. But hopefully the audio works for all of that. Because guess what? Coming up in the final segment, Joe Burrow. And Zach Taylor. But right now, before we get to those guys, before we get to McDermott, it's time for our own version. Well, okay, it's not time yet for our own version of Game Balls of the game. It's time for our own version of our player of the game. It's time now to find out who are our Three standouts from the Bills and Bengals game. Standout number one for the Buffalo Bills. Well, you know what? I mean, I could say the quarterback, which don't get me wrong. He is a standout. Don't get me wrong. But I got to go to Dane. It's going to go to Dane Jackson. Dane Friggin. Jackson. This dude all over the field. All over the field. Just right. He was rearing to go. He was rearing to go. Dane Jackson rearing to go. He was ready to run. 
Second standout for the Buffalo Bills. Well, I already mentioned him. Going to be our quarterback, Josh Allen. Uh, now, here on uh, CBS Sports, I can't really bring up uh, Dane. Oh, no, I have Dane's stats there. He had three tackles in this game. Uh, no sacks, no interceptions, no fumbles, and no touchdowns. But he, but Dane had three tackles in this game. Your second, your second standout for the Buffalo Bills in this 24-18 loss to the Bengals. Uh, it is going to go to it's gonna go to Stefan Diggs. 34 longest yarding yardage for his uh, thir- 34 long yard. Was his long 34 yards was his longest pass reception. He had seven targets, caught six of those seven targets for 86 yards, averaged 14.3 yards, and scored a touchdown. Speaking of scoring touchdowns. You know, there's an old thing in Buffalo. 17 plus 14 always equals 6. And guess what? 17, Josh Allen, you're my third standout and my third player of the game for Buffalo in this game. 26 of 38. You completed 26 of 38 of your passes. For 258 yards passing, averaging 6.8 yards a pass, one touchdown, one interception. Sack, you got sacked, but you which lost nine yards. But you also did pretty well on the ground, Josh. You also did pretty well on the ground. Eight eight attempts on the ground, 44 yards, a touchdown. Uh, your longest was 11 yards rushing. One touchdown, as I mentioned, and averaged 5.5 yards a run. All right, how about the Bengals? So the Bills standouts include Dane Jackson on the defensive side, and then on the offensive side, Stefan Diggs. And Josh Allen. For the Bengals, your first standout for their win of 24 to 18 over the Bills. It's their quarterback, Josh, uh, Joe Burrow, excuse me. Burrow, 31 of 44 of his attempts to pass were completed. For 348 yards passing, he averaged 7.9 yards a pass 
scored two touchdowns, both passing touchdowns. One went to Joe Mixon on on the ground. His passing touchdowns we're going to get to in just a second. Also, it should be noted, although Joe Burrow was only sacked once, and he lost five yards on that sack, he did not throw a pick. Your second star, or second standout and player of the game for the Bengals, Joe Frickin' Mixon. Joe Mixon, 14 attempts, 37 yards, 2.6 yards a run, 12 yards your longest run, Joe Mixon, but you got one touchdown. Wow, I mean, interesting. Oh, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, you know a guy that was mentioned as a game ball on the uh. On the Bengals' victory speech, guess what? T. Higgins, you earned yourself a third standout and player of the game for the Bengals. T. Higgins caught eight of his nine targets for 110 yards. His longest yard pass was 21 yards. And he averaged 13.8 yards a catch. But the guys that got, but Drew Sample and Ivory Smith got the touchdowns. So we're going to give a runner up to both sides, making that at least eight. Guys that have been standouts and player of the games for Buff for Buffalo and the Bengals. And for the Bengals, you gotta go to Drew Sampleton. Four targets, three receptions, 30 yards. He averaged 10 yards, a catch, one touchdown. His longest was 22 yards. Guess what? That also was his touchdown yard. For the Buffalo Bills, eh, just to keep things mutual there with defense. How about Jordan Poyer? Eight, eight tackles in three attempts. No sacks for Jordan Poyer. Uh, of course, uh, Jalen Phillips and uh, Leonard Floyd had 0.5 sacks in the game just to get one sack in total on Joe Burrow. I should say Jordan Phillips, I should say. 
And of course, Jordan Foyer would would dress for this game. So he would be in action. No sacks for Jordan Foyer. But that's okay. He got eight tackles on three attempts. And that wraps up our standout and player of the game. We did our play of the game. Done the victory speeches. Heard from Josh Allen. Now we're going to hear, before we hear from Zach Taylor, and, of course, Joe Burrow. Start with Joe Burrow. In our final segment, we are going to hear Right now, from John McDermott, to close out our middle segment. So, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to inter- I would like to give your attention right now. Excuse me, to the head coach of the Buffalo Bills. Here is Sean McDermott after the game. Okay. Uh... Came up short tonight against a good football team. Um, just too inconsistent overall. Not enough complimentary football. Turned the ball over twice. Um, I thought the defense got off to a slow start. The first drive in particular. The second drive they scored as well. And that really came down to two plays. The roughing the passer penalty on Tim. And then the third down. I thought it was a critical third down conversion there. And um, then I thought we settled in defensively. And um, had a couple short fields before half there that I thought we, we did well with uh, up until that third and ten, and we were, in, we were in a man coverage, and we got a little greedy and um, ran past our man, and he dumped it to, to him. And so I um, thought in the second half they settled in, needed to get a stop at the end right there. Um, so, But overall, just too much inconsistencies um, in, in the kicking game um, and as well as the uh, just the offense overall. Um, some good, some good plays, and then just, but not, not enough of them. So, um, with that, I'll turn it over to you. From your perspective, what did you see from the offense from that first drive, where it seemed like everything was working, to the lull that it kind of had the rest of the half? Yeah, that's kind of what I meant. Um, you know, I thought we got off to a really good start in a rhythm, um, and then after that, it was tough sledding. And um... we're gonna get back to Sean McDermott. Right now, because I'm going to get rid of the ad here that we got to. And just pause that there. There we go. Let's get back to McDermott. We're going to go back just two seconds. And so um, that can't happen, right? I mean, against a good football team that scores, that's known for scoring points and a good quarterback, you got to be able to score points. And, um, and uh, we didn't do it enough, obviously. It worked for you going up-tempo last game. It seemed to take you a while to get there this game. Why do you think it took so long to maybe push the pace as you did a little bit later in the game? Yeah, I don't have a, a, a good answer for you right now. I've got to look into that. Um, but I know what you mean. I saw it at the end as well, and we moved the ball. So. What explanation did you get on the grounding call there at the end of the first half? And you talk all the time about scoring. Right before the half, and then you get the ball back. Yeah. Is that a swing there? Yeah, no, it was a swing, and um, I think then it, you know, we did we did a chance to, to get points, and and uh, and then we get you know give up that 
like I said, that third and ten, we're kick, we went. I think we turned the ball over. We get off the field. We come back. We get sacked. We punted out to around the logo somewhere around midfield. We're we having third and ten and a chance to to win that series also off a short field again. And I thought we got just got a little bit greedy with our man coverage and so, and and we ran past our coverage and he and he dumped it because um, we had the coverage we were looking for and um, you know he made a play and uh, we got to be a little bit more disciplined there. That's. Um, that one hurt right there, but um, the grounding piece, you know, um, look, they made the call. Um, that happens, I think, quite a bit in the NFL where a guy cuts off. If it's a, you know, and I understand what they saw, but I also understand what happens. Um, so we go with we, we go with what they call. Hey, Sean, at five and four, you mentioned complimentary football. It seems like every game now is a different issue. Is your frustration level rising that there's just going to be too many holes in the boat, so to speak? No, we've got to continue to, to coach and continue to play and play hard and, and um, find ways to win. That's what you do in this league. you got to find ways to win. And, and um, you know, it starts up front on both sides of the ball, establishing the line of scrimmage. Uh, I thought um, – I didn't think we did enough of that tonight. Um, again, at times it was there, but, but not enough. And, um, and so um, – and we got to feed each other, right? And, and, and right now it's, it's too inconsistent. Defense hasn't had an interception since the Dolphins game. I mean, how much of a concern is that? And how do you get a find a way to make some turnovers? Well, it's it's yeah. I mean, it's it's making plays on the ball, and then it's and and again, when, when you're talking about the defense, it's hey, are we putting enough pressure on the quarterback? Are we usually turnovers happen either by just a a, a poor decision by a quarterback, uh, but more times than not, it's when you can affect the quarterback when the quarterback's getting affected, and and the rush and the coverage are working together. And, and again tonight, I didn't feel like. Um, we were able to affect him enough, especially on the early downs. Why is the, Did you work uh, with Sewell Douglas and about how you thought it would be? He was in there, yeah. And, you know, I, he was in there, and then we had some injuries, and um, I thought he did some good things. Can he add to his role as he picks up more of this defense in the next nine days? Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I, w- I would expect so, and um, I applaud him. He came in, both LJ and, and Russell did a good job of, of trying to learn on a short week. Um, and uh, to go out there and play an NFL game with basically two days of practice uh, was impressive. What needs to change offensively? Just so much inconsistency. Especially yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I don't have a, an answer for you, but consistency is, is let's just start there, right? Uh, more consistent, establishing the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, I thought last week we spread the ball around. Um, tonight, not as much. And, and so I thought there was times when, when Josh had time back there and, um, you know, from the looks of it, maybe nobody was open, you know. So we got to look at that and say, hey, why aren't why aren't we open? And when he has time, and um, I think that's that's where we got to start. What trend has that been? The lack of productivity from guys that are not, I guess, Stefan in the last couple of weeks. Don't. When you say lack of productivity from like today, game didn't have a catch. Yeah. Mean, well, you mentioned Steph and Dalton. I didn't know where you're no, going yeah, with that. Like those guys for sure. But after that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know it's. Um, you got to have more than two, right? And, and so obviously Steph and, and Dalton are, are, you know, heavy hitters for us, and, and they get their targets. Um, but when you're getting into a rhythm and you, you know, the run is working with the pass, the pass is working with the run, and they go hand in hand, and um, just just too uh, too inconsistent tonight. Sean, by, by saying establishing the line of scrimmage, are you insinuating you know getting more effective running the ball? Well, I think we ran the ball eight times maybe with the running backs, and Josh had some scrambles and one or two design runs in there. Um, I think it was one. Um, but 
you know, you, you got to do that in order to move the chains and, and keep a good offense off the field. And, and I think that's all part of being a good offense is, is being two-dimensional. Um, not that you're going to be 50-50 totally balanced, but, but the threat of being two-dimensional. Do you worry about the confidence of your team? You, you say you check in on those things. It's been a rough stretch. Yeah. Is that a concern? I know you have leaders on this team to help with that, but is it a concern of yours? No, right it's now? not. I, you know, these guys do a great job. They're invested, and, and um, um, look, it's tough to win in the NFL. You go against a good football team, you got to do things right, and we didn't do enough things right tonight in order to win. Nine, they had nine pass plays for 15 or more yards. Did they do something that you didn't think, or is it just a matter no, of being opposition? It was just, no, I mean, um, you know, we just, um, nothing we didn't think that they would do. Um, really, the first the first drive, I thought uh, we weren't settled in. And um, and then after that, I thought we settled in, believe it or not. You know, we had the, the penalty, and then we had the critical third down. And um, so just continuing to, to work on our rushing coverage, working together. And I just didn't think overall that, um, you know, we, we made enough of an impact on the quarterback tonight um, up front. Are you satisfied with the progress that Vaughn's made in his recovery since beginning the season on the pup list? Uh, he's working as hard as he possibly can. You know, like I've said before, Vaughn is Vaughn, and Vaughn's going to continue to work hard, and um, he has that, that resume for a reason, and he's coming off of an ACL. I think that's, that's, where, that's where he is, and he continues to hopefully improve every week. You mentioned, you mentioned injuries um, to corners. That might happen to Christian. Why he didn't get Christian, yeah, Christian uh, pulled his or tweaked his hamstring, so he got pulled out, and then and then Dane uh, at the end of the game there as well. So not his hamstring, but something else with Dane. So, all right, thanks, guys. John McDermott, everybody. All right, we're gonna take a quick five as they would say in the world of you're going to take a quick five as they would say in the world of theater you're a word from on the ice and behind the benches and broadcast map and come back to you with Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow, as well as our game balls of the game. And then from then on, it will be time to prepare you. As I said, this is a part segment that's coming up next. It will be time to prepare you for Monday Night Football Jets Chargers. If you're thinking about changing your picks, uh, if you play the CBS Sports uh, Football Pick'em, I would suggest you probably do it now. Before it's too late. As we are recording this in the afternoon on Monday afternoon. Happy Victory Monday to you. Cincinnati Bengals fans. Happy Monday to you Bills Mafia. 
hoping for a victory Tuesday next week against the Broncos, but we'll see what we get. And with that being said, I'll provide my perspective here before we get out of here for a quick five and bring up our game balls after a word from On the Ice and Behind the Benches and Broadcast Map. And my word is, if I had one word to describe this ball game, Too many turnovers, too much inconsistency, and honestly, you could say too many bad decisions, but too many injuries. Terrell Bernard went down. You saw Micah Hyde go down a few times. Christian Benford went down, and then he got removed from the game. As you heard, my as you heard, Sean McDermott say, and again, uh, if you weren't able to hear. Uh, Josh Allen or the victory speech. We will play those again for you. Or what I may actually do is. You know what? You let me know if you could hear it. And my apologies in advance if you could not. If you already heard it on the Bills Tonight post game show or. What? whatever they call it on Cincinnati's uh, post-game show, whatever team you you follow, if you heard it on uh, if you heard it on if you heard it on uh, if you heard it on either of those post-game shows, you probably won't need me to rerun it again. Anyways, I thought that this was—I thought that this was a really interesting game, but the Buffalo Bills just had too many injuries and too many turnovers, too much inconsistency, and I didn't like that at all. But I did like how they tried to keep pace. How they tried to keep pace. With the Bengals. And honestly. Bill's Mafia. If we ended up winning this game. If we ended up winning this ball game, we would be atop the AFC East. 
in the NFL. So now we just got to hope that we win games to keep our hopes alive in the playoff. Because with Cincinnati's win, Buffalo is out of the playoff. So now they are in the hunt. So I guess the big question and I'll 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 ask it as, as a questionnaire are the buffalo bills in trouble like uh like I'll do it as a Q&A not really a poll but I'll do it as a Q&A um so are are the bills in trouble As we get to the point of the bye week. Let me know what you guys think as we take five. And return to Bill's post game right after this. From On the Ice and Behind the Benches and Broadcast Match. We're back to wrap this up. Get you ready for Monday Night Football Jets and Chargers. And we're back to look ahead to next week for the Bills and the Bengals. Right after this from Broadcast Map and On the Ice and Behind the Benches. Tune in every Tuesday for episodes of that podcast, On the Ice and Behind the Benches, when Thomas can get them to you. And tune in to Broadcast Map Weekly. For weekly episodes, when he when Ali can get them to you, there's been a ton of great content, including Ali and my end of the season review on the Toronto Blue Jays, on our sports reaction podcast that is called Blue Jays Reactions When We Talk Blue Jays. And it can only be found on Broadcast Map, formerly known 
as all over the map. If you're looking for some get down for something to get down to you, then check out the Cosmopolitan Culture Club on Sienity Radio. This Thursday from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern. And for more information, please go to cnt.wordpress.com slash cnt-radio. Once again, that is cnt.wordpress.com slash cnt-radio. Back in a moment. Looking for a good hockey podcast that covers your favorite hockey teams and mine? Check out On the Ice and Behind the Benches, where we chat about our favorite hockey teams from puck drop to the last play of the action. To learn more, follow the On the Ice and Behind the Benches Facebook page, search On the Ice and Behind the Benches. Looking for conversations on the world of broadcasting, sports media, and from time to time, my favorite sports teams, listen to Broadcast Map with me, Ali Musa. To learn more about the show and to view the upcoming schedule, like the Broadcast Map Facebook page. Search Broadcast Map. Yeah, our, you know, Zach and, and our coaches come up with great script early on to really attack what what we're trying to see, and uh, we just always feel good coming into the game, so we just got to keep that going. You guys hadn't gotten a ton of productivity from tight ends over the first seven games. What did it mean for those guys to do what they did tonight? Yeah, those guys were awesome today. Uh, they they really stepped up. Tanner, Irv, Mitch, Drew, they all, they all made big plays for us, so uh, we're going to need more of it. What were you dealing with, John? Finger, I was second just quarter. A little cut, nothing bad. So, uh, Zach always talks about how November football is different for you guys. Uh, just a couple weeks into November, how do you feel about the way you guys are going offensively? Yeah, we're coming along. We're, you know, we played well the last couple weeks. We just got to keep it going. We're going to keep getting better every day in practice. Uh, keep talking through routes. Keep talking through what we're trying to accomplish, and uh, go from there. Fourth and one, you show a lot of confidence in Tan. Remind me what play that was? I think it was a fourth. I think it was a fourth. What, what part of the field? Uh, you know, to what you 
Yeah, I can't can't quite recall that play. Uh, but Tanner, Tanner, I have a lot of faith in. He's makes plays on scout team every week, uh, and so when he was up, I felt really confident about his his ability to get open, and make plays for us. Joe, as much as that's Joe Burrow. We're gonna get back to him in just a moment, but it is the Bills. Post game show, Bills and the Bengals. Bengals on top of the Bengals. Bengals on top of the Bills. Excuse me. I almost said the Bengals were on top of the Bengals, but no, that that would be completely wrong. Uh, the Bengals on top of the Bills, twenty four to eighteen, and it is time for some game balls. A reminder that. Zach Taylor is coming up. We'll hear from the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. Coming up in just a few minutes. And as part of this part segment, maybe we'll have to do part segments regardless, just to keep us on track here. I don't know. We'll see where it goes with next week. But uh, regardless on how long this show is, we're getting down to what we want to get down to, nonetheless. And with that being said, it's time to get down to some game balls of the game. We'll get to our look ahead as well as we wrap up with Joe Burrow. And we'll get to Zach Taylor as well. It's time for, as I said, game balls of the game. And we're going to do that courtesy of cbssports.com slash NFL. Of course, just like the app, check out the website there for all your scores, highlights, and stuff like that. <clears throat> and follow your favorite team. whichever team it may be, all season long. Again, happy Monday to you, Bills Mafia. Happy Victory Monday to you, Bengals fans. Bengals victorious in this one. They are now at a record of 5-3. and three. The Bills record is four is five and then four five and four for the bills and again the record for the Cincinnati Bengals their record right now is five and three with the victory on Sunday night Game balls, game balls. Who's going to get one? Well, <clears throat> getting one for the Bengals, T. Higgins. He got one in the victory speech. We're going to give one to him as well here. And you know what? Despite giving up 
despite giving up a or getting fumbled, I should say. We're going to give a we are going to give a game ball of the game for Buffalo to Dalton Kincaid. So Dalton Kincaid and D. Higgins. He got one on the victory speech. It's a game ball for Dalton Kincaid. For the Buffalo Bills, who did not have a victory speech. The victory speech coming courtesy of T. Higgins. T. Higgins getting a game ball on this program, just as he got on the victory speech. Speaking of which, before we get down to the Bengals look ahead, let's continue hearing from Joe Burrow. And from there, we will we will pause it at the at the final moments there, uh, where you go to fan love. But I want to go at least until after the Demar Hamlin question. Because I want to hear what he had to say about Tamar Hamlin. Who, by the way, was inactive for this game. He was inactive. Now, what does that mean? Well, I guess you could say it's something kind of like letting people know this guy is not going to play. I don't know the exact term for it, but all things considered, Damar Hamlin, same area where he suffered cardiac arrest last January. Uh, He did not play in this game. So so we'll see when the Bengals will see DeMar Hamlin next. Our attendance record also coming up in this segment. Before we get to that though, game balls are in the books. Time to get to Time to get back to Joe Burrow. Then we're going to get back. Then we're going to get to Zach Taylor. And uh, among those, we are going to get to attendance record, our schedule for the podcast, and Not only after Zach Taylor, we're going to get to the look ahead. And later in this opening segment, or sorry, in this final segment, I should say. 
in our second part of the final segment here. After a word from our Sports for Beginners studio. We are going to get to previewing, rather, not previewing, rather, we are going to get to keys to victory for Jets and Chargers. We set that up for you in the second portion of this final segment. That all being said, back to Joe Burrow, and I'll talk to you after Damar Hamlin. Question to Joe. Actually, maybe I'll talk to you after we wrap up with Joe. We'll see what we'll see what we want to do. Right now, let's get back to Joe. You guys take pride in starting fast last last several games. Closing out games is probably even more important. What does it say about this offense that you can? execute under those situations. Yeah, last two weeks we were able to, to put, put together drives to close out games. That's that's what we need out of our offense. What, what, what happened on the Do you know when you got out of the No, you don't really know what happens. It just started bleeding. Does it have any effect? Does it have any effect? No. No. The last, the last finishing drive, were you expecting them to push up and try to throw over the top? Was that kind of something in the moment when you looked at it and said, let's go? Well, they, you know, in those situations, they got to be more aggressive because, you know, if we run the ball well, you know, we could just run the clock out. So, you know, I expected a little man. Uh, TV made a great play for us, ran a great route. We were able to connect on it. What about the pass you threw the T on that uh, bullet? I think it was set up the field goal. Can you go through that play? What you saw there seemed like quite a. Yeah, I think you're talking about the slant uh, in the red zone. Yeah, T, you know, I told T you were coming into the game. I was, he was feeling good, so I was going to, you know, feed him the ball today. And he came up big for us, stepped up big for us. Uh, he's going to continue to do that. He always does. Uh, I have a lot of faith in that guy. Specific to this game, what did you feel like you guys did well enough on offense in terms of what your game plan was against this Buffalo defense that led you guys to be able to win tonight? Yeah, we, we made plays. We, you know, They do a good job on defense, disguising coverages, giving us different looks, bringing pressures, and, and disguising those. So you, know, you have to be ready to adjust and adapt on the fly. I and mean, I thought we did that really well today. Joe, what does it say about this tee back here uh, to, to run off four straight? I know you've, you've done it before last year, certainly, and the year before, but to rebound from the start you guys had and to get hot again, what does it say about this team? Yeah, we were 1-0 this week. That's all that matters. we got to be 1-0 next week, too. So uh, we're just taking it a day at a time. We'll come in and watch the tape tomorrow, go, go through our routine, and uh, we'll go from there. Is the matter-of-fact response just kind of the mentality about long way to go, there's no way we're going to make too much of this? Yeah, this was only game game eight. We still got nine games left, so uh, we're, we're five and three right now. We're in a great spot. Uh, we just got to continue to get better. What's, what's the most encouraging thing you've seen as a team over the last couple of weeks, given the quality of the quality you have and the quality you have Yeah, we're, we're really happy with how we played the last couple of weeks. we got to keep it going. Uh, you know, we were one and zero this week. we got to be one and zero next week, too. This week means nothing. Uh, We'll come in tomorrow, watch the tape, lift, go about our business, and um, we'll go from there. You mentioned that T said he was feeling good. Uh, did you know before the game that this was a meeting where you were going to be actively looking for him more than maybe other players? Uh, you know, not specifically, but I knew that, you know, I liked the matchup with him today in one-on-one situations, and we were able to get some. They were 
when they were playing man, they were shading the safety over to Jamar, and so, you know, T had to step up, and he did. What's it like as a quarterback to see Zach be aggressive on fourth downs in certain situations as y'all are in a game like this? Yeah, you know, I always have faith in, in our ability to get the job done in those situations. Uh, we, we did and we didn't in certain situations, so we, we got some improvement to do there. Zach just once tonight. What did you think about the offensive line? Yeah, they played really well. Uh, you know, we'll watch the tape and, and go from there, but uh, I thought I had time to, to do what I needed to do to, to do today. How much input do you have, if any, in winning the toss, taking the ball first versus deferring? None, none. Uh, you know, I always prefer to take the ball, I guess depending on the opponent, how they play, but, uh, you know, I was feeling good about that today. Did you see that as a message to take it first in this game particularly? Uh, maybe. Uh, it's tough to say. How long do you think Cam Taylor Britt? Yeah, he continues to make plays for us. You know, as on offense, all you, you don't really, you know, you know, you don't watch their tape and you don't see every play, but you see the big, the big plays that he's always making and and the tackles that he makes and the passion that he plays with. So he's a great guy to have on our team. Great locker room guy. Great guy to uh, build the culture we're trying to build. After Joe Mixon's touchdown, he pointed over at Zach. It looked like you were happy about the play call. Is that what I was reading into there? Is that accurate? Or yeah, it was a great call. You know, it was. Uh, Third and three from the three, uh, something like that, where you know usually we, we pass the ball in those situations. So I don't think they were quite expecting a, a run. I thought it was a great call. Do you think they were expecting a run on the last one that picked up the first down? Uh, the one that basically seemed to be? Yeah, for sure. And that was well blocked, well executed. Uh, Joe made a big play. I know you played the Bills in the playoffs since Monday Night Football last year. But this being the first time tomorrow had like back in Cincinnati, what were you feeling seeing him on the other side of the world game? Yeah, it's you know, it's always nice to see his face when, when you go go through something like that and you see that up close. So uh, you know, I'm happy that, that he's feeling better, happy that he's back on the field. Uh, but I think everybody wants to put that behind us and, and move on. Joe, you handed a ball to a young fan walking off the field. Was there anything behind that or just kind of spur of the moment? No, I don't need any more of those balls. So I <laughs> need somebody's day. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Joe Burrow, everybody. You know what? I want to go back to Demar Hamlin for a second. I want to go back to the Demar Hamlin thing for a second, and and listen to what Joe says when this question gets answered. When this question comes up, watch. Listen to this. Since Monday Night Football last year. But this being the first time tomorrow had like back in Cincinnati, what were you feeling seeing him on the other side of the world game? Yeah, it's you know, it's always nice to see his face when, when you go go through something like that and you see that up close. So uh, you know, I'm happy that, that he's feeling better, happy that he's back on the field. Uh, but I think everybody wants to put that behind us and, and move on. Joe, you handed a ball to a young fan. There you go. 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 So we went a little bit into the fan love there, but I just wanted to go back to uh, the DeMar Hamlin thing because, Joe, Joe, you're right. You're right. There's probably a lot that's going to the point where it's like, we just want to, you know, move, move forward, move forward from it. And, and, you know, Damar is a is a human being as well. Damar Hamlin is a human being as well as any other human in this, uh, as any other human here. 
Now, I don't exactly know. I don't exactly know if Zach Taylor gets asked the same question. We're going to find out when we get to him in just a moment. But speaking of the Buffalo Bills, and we're going to come back to Buffalo in mere moments. We're going to come back to Buffalo in mere moments. But uh, speaking of the Buffalo Bills, their upcoming schedule includes Monday Night Football in Orchard Park next week against Denver on Monday, November 13th, right after Remembrance Day. So make sure uh, listeners in the UK, in the United States, in the in Canada, or wherever you may be right now, if you're going to take part in, in Remembrance Day on November the 11th, which will be, I believe it is a Saturday this week. Uh, please feel free to take part in that. I believe it is a Saturday. This year. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, it is Saturday. So after uh, all of that. So basically at about the 11 o'clock hour. Please make sure that you take two minutes. To be in uh, silence in honor of everything that's going on in Remembrance Day as we remember those that have come and gone before us. And we also remember those that fought for their lives in the world wars. 8 15 p.m. Eastern is the Denver game against the Bills on next Monday night, which is November 13th. That's at Highmark Stadium. Highmark Stadium is where the Jets will be on the following Sunday, following next Sunday night on November 12th. And that is when the Jets will be in town on November 19th, 2023, when the Jets take on the Bills at 425. So yeah, it's a late window game for the Bills. It's a late window game for the next uh, game on the 26th of November. But it's also um, a 425 game. So it's not a late, late night game like Sunday night football, Monday night football, or Thursday night football. Uh, 4.25 p.m. Eastern, CBS for both of these games, November 26th and November 19th, at Lincoln Financial Field on November 19th, against the Eagles before the Bills hit the bye week, before they hit the bye week, after their final game before the bye, which it can also be seen on CB, on CBS, at 4.25, it's the Jets taking on the Bills from Highmark Stadium, 4.25 p.m. Eastern on CBS. CBS will then have games for the Bills 
and the Chiefs from the Chiefs' kingdom after the bye week on December the 10th at Arrowhead Stadium. Then the Bills will play on Fox one last time this season, unless the game against the Dolphins is either broadcasted on Fox or CBS. This game will be at Highmark Stadium. It's December 17th. The Dallas Cowboys in town for a showdown with the Bills. Then make sure you mark your calendar, Penguins and Bills fans, because December 23rd and December 31st, we've got double trouble back. That's right, double trouble. Bills post game and Penguins post game, all in the same day after the games. On New Year's Eve, we've got first Bills post game. We'll recap the Bills and the Patriots football game, followed by. Penguins and yes, I said penguins and and I'll actually bring this up on the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, NHL app to showcase it for you. But the Penguins will be playing the Senators. When we do Double Trouble on Christmas Eve, spend the holidays with us. Two games getting recapped, one at 8 p.m. Eastern on the 23rd. That is the Bills and the Chargers. The... Senators take on the Penguins. And then the Islanders are in town when we will bring Penguins postgame to you. Right after we bring Bill's postgame to you. When we'll recap Penguins and Islanders. So just to recap, Penguins and Islanders coming up after Bills and Patriots. And Penguins and Senators will be on a Penguins postgame before Bills and Chargers, which will most likely get recorded on Christmas Eve. Sunday, before the Monday Christmas day. This year. And Double Trouble will return. Before we hit the new year. All of those shows. Before we hit the new year. Including the show. That are. During our season break. 
for season number two as we get ready to bring you season number three of Sports for Beginners. Our bonus content programs. But you know what? Now that I think about it, we're double trouble happening in the new year just before we hit 2024. How is it about we open up the third season to kick off 2024 with episode one and two, Bills and Penguins postgame? Let me know what you guys think. Because... My plan is to at least bring season three to a start in early February, late March, maybe. Regardless, let me know what you guys think. You think we should start in late March, early February, or do you think? We should do a special seasons episodes of Penguins and Bills post game. When we do double trouble, on December thirty first, let me know. All right, that all being said, and we still have no time limit for the Hard Rock Stadium game on January 7th, which is the final game of the Buffalo Bills and Miami Dolphins schedule. What we want to what we want to hear from you is those that are listening to the podcast, we want to hear who do you think the bill, or sorry, what do you think of us starting season three of Sports for Beginners? At the point of at the point of the new year. Like, what do you think? Anyways, it'll be games, 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 games for the looking for a sports podcast that covers sports weekly as well as gets you set up for the day. Check out Weekly in Sports with me, Scott McGregor. We give some shout-outs of the week to podcasts like this one and those who do them. Discuss the Blue Jays, Bills, Raptors, and more. To learn more, check out the Sports for Beginners Facebook page. Search Sports for Beginners. We apologize for the technical issues there, but apparently 
we were interrupted there. So it looks like we got to our second portion of the program uh, evidently quickly. But wait a second. If we, if that'd be the case, shouldn't we be talking about the Bengals? Shouldn't we be talking about the Bengals' look ahead? We should. But you know what? Honestly, if this is what's going to happen, technical issues, I apologize. But you know what? Rather than me flip out on our tech, I'm just going to say this. Let's take you to Zach Taylor now. For his thoughts on the team win for the Bengals, then we'll get you the schedule for the Bengals. And courtesy of the Buffalo Bills app, we'll go back to remind everybody that they are playing the Denver Broncos next Monday night, November 13th. Will there be a pregame show before then? And if so, will it be on Sunday? Or will it be on the day of game day? We'll have to wait and see. All of our postgame shows are not available on YouTube right now, but they will be available on YouTube maybe if we have a few things pre-recorded, which is what we are planning to do. Anyways, let's get to Zach Taylor. And then let's wrap this up here. We've done our game balls. And I'll remind everybody of who they are. Uh, T. Higgins for the... T. Higgins for the Cincinnati Bengals. And, of course... Dalton Kincaid, despite giving up the fumble, gets a game ball for the Bills. Here's head coach, Zach Taylor of the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, I thought the way that our defense was playing overall the entire game, uh, you felt like they were they were in pretty good control, and so we needed to keep that two-score lead. Um, so... You know, that, that was kicking that field goal to go up two scores. You felt that was going to put us in a big position. Um, obviously, they're an explosive offense. They went down and scored, and then I was happy that our offense was able to finish it out. You know, that's a big run by Mixon there on the last play of the game. Um, that put us in that position. That's something we got to pride ourselves on is finishing with the ball uh, to close out the game. And, and so I uh, thought that they did that. What was the decision, I guess, for the Titans to be involved as much as they were? Is that just where the ball went? That's where the ball went, you know. I, I thought Buffalo did a great job, man. They don't make it easy on you. Um, I thought, you know, they got a great team. Uh, their defense, I thought, played really, really well and made things difficult. We had to earn everything we got. I thought our guys responded the right way. I thought the tight ends responded the right way, you know, and that's why, you know, we gave game ball to James Casey. He gets those guys ready. He plays a lot of them. Um, they know every single detail of this offense. They're always prepared. We make a lot of adjustments in-game with the tight ends. 
that they got to be able to handle. And uh, so th there's a lot of things that they did, not even when the ball came their way today, that they just did from a game plan standpoint that really helped us be successful. You guys signed Tanner, obviously, to the active roster. Yeah. But for Earth to respond the way he did as yeah. well tonight, how, how not surprising at all. You know, the way that Irv prepares, um, he puts himself in a position to be successful. So days like today aren't, aren't surprising for that. Uh, Drew Sample, you know, he does he does all the nasty things for us. And for him to make that play for that touchdown was special. Um, and then Tanner came in and, and uh, made the plays that came his way like we expected him to. And Mitch always has a role as well. So, you know, those guys, they, they, they just do, you can't say enough about that room. I really can't say enough about James Casey. You know, he just he's sets the right attitude for that room. And, and they respond the right way. And they make the plays when, they're, when their number's called. The touchdown by Sample, is that the design of the premise league? Or is that just kind of a little bit of almost like yeah, it's that's great awareness, you know, and that's that's just Joe trusting him um, and, and having understanding of it's a it's a very loose check down there that they got on the same page on. And so Drew can kind of just feel it as Joe feels it. And um, there's something to be said for that type of connection. And then for him to finish it off the way he did was was awesome to see. Yeah, I mean, we preach it nonstop. Our defense staff does a great job with the turnover circuit, the ball security, preaching it. Um, our guys know. Our, our guys, you know, they've all been here so long. They know that's how you win these games, these close games particularly. Uh, you know, they, they all do a great job. But Jermaine Pratt's a big driving force of that, you know, and I, I believe he's the one that forced the fumble that Nick got. No surprise there. Um, that's just one of the many things that he does well for this team. Again, another guy I'm not surprised about. You know, it was just, um, I've told you, he's kind of a victim of circumstance the way the season's gone so far with his injuries and things like that. And uh, he's he, he stepped up big time. He won a lot of one-on-ones. Um, he made a lot of big plays and moments we needed to have him. Some for first downs, some for close to first downs. But uh, I thought T did a great job. The slant route he won on that got us into the low red zone, you know, before we kicked that last field goal. It was a huge win um, on third down. So that was big by T. They're just the character of the team. You know, the, these are the stages they want to be on. They don't shy away from them. Um, that confidence is earned confidence. It's not, it's not anything phony um, to try to present themselves as if they're ready for these games. They, they're, they've worked for it and they trust not only themselves, but they trust their teammates uh, to be next to them, making those plays that, that can win. And, um, you know, so the, the team was ready for the environment. Our fans were ready for this environment. You know, the second biggest crowd in, in Bengals history. Um, we could feel them. You know, I, I really felt when Buffalo had the ball that they were loud and, and they they created some some issues there for them. And uh, that that energy certainly fueled us today. So that was awesome to see. I like the striped, striped sections too. I thought that was pretty cool. It seemed like every drive after this first couple was ending up with you and decision in plus territory. <laughs> yeah. how, how, how were you thinking through what you give up? Aggressive or conservative philosophy? Or yeah. Yeah, it, 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 as the game goes, you, you've got to evolve as well, you know, and you're, you're right there on field goal fringe a couple times, um, you know, and, and ultimately we went for it on the fourth and five. That, that's one we'll, we'll talk through to make sure I made the right decision there. We didn't get it. Um, our defense is playing really well. So if you if you punt, you pin them deep. I think it was a 55-yard field goal at the time, which um, there's a lot of decisions to be made there, you know, and you got to do them pretty quick. And, and that's one we'll talk through and, and see how we, we land on it if we do something different. So you originally were 
it's more conservative, and you were thinking it might play that way, but then your evolution in this game was maybe let's push a little bit more on There, there, there were some times early where we would have been aggressive, and it just the, the next play didn't happen that way, and so we didn't have to make that decision. So there, there were some that we either converted um, or didn't gain a little bit of yardage to go for it. So we, we were ready to be conservative again. I mean, ready to be attacking in a game like that. Were you going to go for it if you didn't get it on the third floor there at the very end? Or were, did you already have the net the fourth down in your head what you were going to do? Well, we were in field goal range at that point. So that, that, that would have been a field goal right there and let Evan ice it for us. Exactly. The, uh, the, the four straight wins really feels like since Joe Burrow can start moving again. Yeah. Um, does it feel like this team is a championship contender again? It's kind of we, we don't need to worry about that right now. We, we know that we have a team that we trust and believe in, and we have a huge game next week against the Houston Texans. And that's all we need to worry about right now. We're not even at the midway point of the season yet. So um, the, the, the only thing that we can focus on is getting ready for Houston, and I know that our guys are going to do that. How big is it to get a game uh, like this on prime time Well, I mean, we, we have to prove it every single week. It, it doesn't matter if you're playing the Buffalo Bills or whoever else. Um, I, I, I think we've got a lot of great teams on our schedule that are, that are going to be coming at us with the Houston Texans being one of them. So, again, we, we just focus on whoever's in front of us. We've got to be ready. We've got to put in six great days of work, go put our best effort out on the field, find a way to get the win, and then move on to the next week. Third straight game with opening a game with two offensive touchdowns. You say you want to always play with the league. You've been yeah. able to do that over this streak. Yeah, I mean, I think it's proven. Um, you know, if we can start fast and get a lead, you know, we, we our, our defense pins their ears back and gets after the quarterback and creates turnovers. And, and um, you know, obviously it's an easier to call a game when you've got the lead on offense as well. So um, I think our guys really responded the right way to that. Is that even more important tonight? Is that, is that why you won the toss and took the ball? Did you feel like you had to get a lead early? Yeah, I think it's a great way to start. You know, put pressure on the other team um, in a road environment for them. And and trusted our offense to go down there and be able to score. Before the game, I know you're getting ready to focus on that. You've seen it since, but Demar Hamlin on the other sideline here again. What was that experience? Yeah, I mean, it, it's just again, like I've said, it's it's great the way it's all played out, you know, and a lot of good has come from it. Um, it's brought two communities close together that maybe otherwise wouldn't wouldn't have any reason for that, and um, so it's it's great to see that he's doing well. Your thoughts on Cam Taylor? Yeah, I mean, just creating turnovers is what it's about. And so Cam's got great ball skills. Um, so, again, he, he continues. Every time the ball's in his hands, he's going to find a way to make that pick. And so um, that's a great job by Cam. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much, Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor, everybody of the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. Speak of Zach Taylor. He has a news conference that's happening right now on the Who Day. There is a news conference happening live right now on the Cincinnati Bengals YouTube channel as we speak. So I I guess you probably have quite a bit to say here, Zach. As you heard in the first part of our final segment there, we did technically get to what we wanted to get to, but we rat but we were 
we were uh we were unfortunately interrupt we were unfortunately interrupted by um the time we were going to get into getting to Zach Taylor. But now it's about time we get to our Monday night football. portion of the program before we get to that though up next for the Cincinnati Bengals as I mentioned though earlier it's uh as I mentioned though earlier it's a it's now games on games on games on games the rest of the way for the Cincinnati Bengals and that all begins with next week, next Sunday, on November 12th, the Houston Texans are headed to Paycor Stadium in Cincinnati for a showdown with the Bengals, 1 p.m. Eastern, that one can be seen on CBS. It can be seen on Amazon on Thursday night football the following Thursday night. Not this Thursday night, next Thursday night. Mark your calendar, Bengal fans. November 16th in Baltimore. It's the Bengals versus the Ravens. Then the first of two meetings between the Steelers and the Bengals happens on November 26th with a 1 p.m. Eastern Paycor Stadium start in Cincinnati. You'll catch the Bengals on Monday Night Football, 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC. On December the 4th. With of course December 3rd. December 3rd being the. uh, Being the Sunday. Indianapolis. Is at Paycor Stadium after an Everbank Stadium Monday Night Football in Jacksonville for the Bengals. And despite that December 17th game to be announced and the Cleveland Brown game on January 7th to be announced, both of those are at Paycor Stadium. Uh, you've got a 4.30 p.m. Eastern game on December 23rd before Christmas Eve at a a Cruiser Stadium in the Steel City on NBC, 4.30 p.m. Eastern on the day before Christmas Eve, December 23rd, 2023. 
you also see the Bengals in action on New Year's Eve as they battle the Chiefs in the Chiefs' kingdom, 425 p.m. Eastern on CBS. So that pretty much is the schedule for the Bengals. That pretty much is everything we have here for you on Bill's postgame. But it's time for the final portion of Bill's postgame. And, and what is that? Well, all of the games are complete except one in week nine, and that's the Jets versus, and that is the Jets taking on the Chargers. So, to get us ready and in the mood, we move to a theme that if the Dolphins were playing next week, you would hear prior to the next Bills postgame show next week. What is that? It's Monday night. Football. Tonight we head to tonight we head to LA for a showdown between the sorry, we head to MetLife Stadium for a showdown with the Jets and the Chargers. The four and three Jets taking on the three and four Chargers from MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. It's time for some Monday night football. Keys to victory before we pretty much wrap this up. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you've been with us this if you've been with us this long, we're glad you've stayed tuned in because it's time to go to keys to victory as we hit this music. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sharing my screen here for the music. And even if the screen share ends up on the CBS Sports website, we all know what time it is. It's time. Actually, you know what? Maybe I won't share my screen. Point is, we all know what time it is. It's time for some keys to victory. It's time for Monday Night Football. Look at for the Monday Night Football look ahead. And it begins on the sound of these musics, of this music.
It's time for Monday Night Football Keys to Victory on Bill's postgame as we get you set up for Jets versus Chargers. Well, I guess the first key to victory would be to not take costly penalties. Key number two? This comes on both the defense and the offensive side. Make for the defense. Basically, all I could say is this. Make the defense, make the offense, I should say, have to throw. Make them want to mix it up. Do not be fooled by whatever they use. Make the defense want Make the defense want to take you down. Make the defense want to take you down if you're the offense. But again, like if you're if you're the offense, you want to make sure that you have a lead and you want to make sure you're making careful decisions with the football, which leads me to key number one. Be Aggressive, but also play with caution. All righty. That's it for Bill's post game. That's it for our, that's it pretty much for Monday Night Football. But you know what? Monday Night Football pretty much gets going at 8.15, right? So by the time you hear this, it's probably underway. Regardless, it's time for the schedule for Sports for Beginners. And what better way to do that? Since we still have a couple of Bill's football postgame shows coming up, then to bring you music, across the National Football League, no matter what type of night it is. Enjoy. Now, this is where we will take you to our Sports for Beginners podcast schedule. On the schedule as we speak. And we will bring it to you courtesy of our website and we will share the screen. Coming up for the bit. Coming up. Let me actually just play that again here. Because it's time to take you to our website and look at our upcoming schedule.
All right, all right, everybody. All right, all right. So as you can see right now, we have what has recently been released. It's our Penguins post-game. Eric Carlson, homecoming. Let's, uh, let's bring the volume down a little bit here. There we go. It's our Eric Carlson homecoming uh, recap of Penguins and Sharks from November the 5th. Plus, it'll be available probably by the time we have put this one together. It's Dolphins postgame, Patriots and Dolphins. It's the middle of Dolphins postgame, middle of the season, because... It's the bye week this week. It's the bye week this week for the Dolphins. So coming up, of course, today, we'll have this ready for you as well. It's the Bills and Bengals recap. We're recapping right now, so that should be available by the time we bring to you Wednesday night recap Penguins postgame Ducks versus Penguins Wednesday postgame show for a Tuesday night affair in Anaheim the Ducks taking on the Pens the hockey content continues as we bring you Penguins and Kings on episode 35 of season 2 of the podcast Sports for Beginners on Friday, November the 8th. Thomas has some Dolphins coverage coming for you. Stay tuned for when that will be coming to you. We also will have another Bills post-game show that is coming your way. That is going to be coming your way on next Tuesday. Not this Tuesday, next Tuesday. We put to bed and recap. Broncos and Bill. Yes, it's the Broncos, it's the Bills, it's Monday Night Football next week. And we'll have the recap for you Tuesday. All right. I think that's about enough music right now. At least up until the Monday Night Football music, right? Of course, right. Well, that pretty much will do it here today on the podcast. That will do it here for Bill's postgame. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really, really appreciate it. No matter how long the shows are, we're trying to get them under an hour. We're trying to get them under an hour. We're trying to get them under an hour. 
it may take some time, but that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> so thank you so much for tuning in. No matter how far you tune into it, really appreciate it. Please remember to like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel for Weekly in Sports. Final segment of that program will be available. The video version will be available tomorrow on Tuesday, or I guess today on Tuesday, if you're catching this on a Tuesday. Whenever you may be listening to it. My name is Scott McGregor. The next time you will hear my voice, if you're catching this on Tuesday, will be tomorrow, Wednesday, on Penguins post game, recapping the Ducks and the Penguins round two of Penguins and Ducks. This one in Anaheim. And it comes your way on a recap on Wednesday. That's the next time you'll hear my voice. Next time you'll hear Tom, next time you're gonna hear Thomas's voice on Sports for Beginners. Well, that'll all depend on when he comes to you with some bi-week dolphins content. Nine weeks are in the book. And by the time the Bills hit the bye week, they will have played 12 games. So they have three games to go, including Monday Night Football next week. Sunday against the Jets at Highmark Stadium the following Sunday. And the Sunday after that, before the bye week. It's Lincoln Financial Field. It's the Eagles taking on Bills Mafia and the Bills. That is where our Bills postgame show will take a break and get ready to bring you some Bills bye week programming. Will we have Ryan and Matt in the studio? All that to be revealed eventually speaking of ryan and matt as we get into our attendance record which i'm going to bring up courtesy of my phone and on sportsnet on the sportsnet app speaking of which before we get to that attendance record We, I'd like to let you guys know, and we get to the sign-off here, I'd like to let you guys know that if you, like myself, even though I haven't done it yet, would like to be in on the Shout a Buffalo Football Podcast Bills Insider Text Group. All you have to do is click on the link in any Shout a Buffalo Bills football podcast description episodes or text 716-528-6727. Verification will happen. 
And then your first few weeks are free. After that, after the after your free trial, if you still want to go full throttle because you really enjoy it, it's going to cost you three ninety nine a month. So your first few months are free when you sign up. After that, it'll be $3.99 a month. That does it for Bill's post game. My name is Scott McGregor. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for listening to Bill's post game and Buffalo Bills football on. The Sports for Beginners podcast, which reminds me, you've just listened to Buffalo Bills football on the Sports for Beginners podcast. I am your host, as I said before, Scott McGregor, reminding you that it is never, ever, 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 ever goodbye. It is always until next time. The Bills lose it. 24 to 18. Now they got to flush it down the toilet. Get ready for the Broncos on Monday night. Next week. And before we go here, as I say, you know, love one another and that you've just listened to Bills, to Buffalo Bills football on the Sports for Beginners podcast. And I want to remind you, remind you that is never ever goodbye it is always until next time this game on sunday night football has reached the station in front of 66,965 fans in attendance at paycor stadium in cincinnati ohio My name is Scott McGregor. That's all for Bill's postgame. We'll catch you Tuesday night. I'll say Tuesday. Whenever we record the program. Right after Monday night football next week. Between the Denver Broncos. And the Buffalo Bills. Taking us out. Normally, it would be the shout song, but because it's Monday Night Football and it's the the Jets taking on the Chargers, we're going to let Monday Night Football do the talking. Monday Night Football theme, everybody, taking us out. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll talk to you again on Monday after Monday Night Football.
outro podcast music and outro podcast message is coming up next. Thank you so much for listening to Sports for Beginners, the podcast. Bills postgame edition. Every Bills postgame comes after every Buffalo Bills game, either the night after the game or the day of the game, right after the ball game. We thank you so much for your support and remind you that it is never goodbye. It is until next time. Enjoy Chargers versus Jets on Monday Night Football. Also, send us an email at sportsforbeginnerspodcast8231 at gmail.com. As we always remind you, it is not goodbye, it is until next time. <laughs>